sir. We wear caps and sleeves at this level, son. Understood? Hey, everybody. Welcome to a new episode of the California Penal League podcast. We are coming at you uh, on the first day, recording on the first day of the winter meetings. So uh, there's a good chance some stuff will have happened between now and when this episode comes out. But we're going to talk about where uh, things currently stand and what we'd like to see uh, as as things get going. Because I got to tell you, the the rumor mill, the hot stove is hot. You touch that thing, you're going to get burned, baby. Uh, and it's kind of nice Certainly. because we haven't had it the last couple of years. I, now that I think of it, because we had the lockout and then we had COVID. So this yeah. is the first year and uh, first off season in a while that we've had like a pure winter meetings scenario. Uh, and I'm very jacked about it. We're having a real uh, five Cleveland, draft this week too. And the first ever uh, MLB lottery. Yeah. First ever draft Ow. lottery. Which means nothing I, because I we made the playoffs. I love a draft lottery. There's nothing more. I don't care if it is like a rollerball draft lottery. I'm I would in. watch that. I'll be there. Yeah. I'll be there. I can't. I just yeah, can't that, wait until we're like 30 years into this draft lottery with baseball, and there's some hot shot prospect coming up through the systems. By the systems, I mean like college or high school, and the Yankees of all teams are poised to own a top three pick and somehow a frozen ping pong ball or a frozen envelope enters our lure in the MLB stratosphere. I, I, I look forward to that day. Yeah. Yeah. See, the problem is like, we'll never have anyone as like, no, nobody liked to be a puppet master more than David Stern. So oh, no, you know well, what I mean? Yeah. Like, he was, so he was the king. Like, yeah. He was the king. Of the king maker. He was the king yeah. maker. He like was, I, I, I miss, I miss a guy like that. Like he absolutely was, loved treat. Dude, just Rob like, Manfred's going to forget what night the draft is. And he's like, Oh yeah. That, or like, yeah. Or like, you know, he'll well, be like, like a magician, you know, a magician that like would accidentally like spill a deck of cards, like revealing all the like <laughs> trick cards and stuff like Rob Manfred would do that. And his pants would fall down and like, all the envelopes that like are the fake envelopes would like fall out of his like suit pocket. Yes. Well, like, I mean, on stage. Since, since it's actually going on, I, I'm reminded of the um, level of uh, above the fray that the FIFA that FIFA is and partakes and participates in. Um, so maybe if yeah. there's somebody who jumps ship from FIFA and later then becomes MLB commissioner, you know what? what kind of goodies would we be in store for then? Yeah. I, I wonder how many migrant workers will mysteriously die building like the next Vegas stadium or oh, yeah. the Rays stadium or something. <laughs> you know, I wonder if we could three, top 6,500. Well, well, the league will come out and say three, just as you know, a, a certain governmental entity came out and said it was only three. <laughs> is that what, is that what yes. Qatar said? Three. Yes. They said three <laughs> people died in the construction. Oh, of the and stadiums. they were all like they all passed away of natural causes. Yes, but yeah, it was like, all oh, natural. It's all natural. Yeah. They, all, they all died in their in their sleep during their like nap in the yeah. afternoon. Yes. <laughs> not not the not the uh, ten by heat. ten bunk ro- bunk bed rooms crammed with twenty people in them, or working in a hundred twenty degree, you know, or just like falling off conditions of a, and of yeah. Uh, piece of the machinery or something Man, i wish i wish osha existed over there how many workplace yeah. violations would would they have uncovered yeah it's a real it's a real uh hard hard watch knowing like what it took to build the stadiums that those guys are playing in it's but a anyway, good thing our team got knocked out yeah i don't have to care anymore yeah uh but no, here's what you care, do need to care about care. Yeah, right yeah be, give like one percent uh, your Cleveland Guardians, however, um, do appear to be active uh, this offseason. Um, you know, the silver lining here, uh, without them having done anything quite yet, is that so we are to, uh, you know, so we've been told uh, they did offer Jose Abreu a three year contract, which he ultimately declined to go to Houston. And that was one of those situations where you're like, oh, at least they did it. And in fairness, 
he got like 19 and some change per year. Oh, yeah. That, that's a which lot. Which is a yeah. lot of money for someone no who's like 36 years old. Oh, no doubt. And I'm sure so that the Guardians probably offered like 12 to 14. I would say probably like 15. Is 15 probably where I would have like, that would have been like the kind of the max. 15, 16 would have been like the max, I think. Isn't that what like the Edwin Encarnacion deal kind of was at the time? It was three years, 60. Yeah. Three years at 60. So it was 20 million. Is that what his was? Well, the, the Guardians were impactful yeah. because apparently, according to reports, the Guardians three-year offer is the reason like he was considering it and three he went back to Houston and forced them to add a third year. Oh, is that what apparently that was? They only offered, apparently they only offered two years originally and the Guardians offered three and then basically he was like, okay, they're offering three, I'm going to take three years unless you, you give me a third year. And they, All they right, did. all right. So I like what we're doing here. We're kind of sabotaging and I say that tongue-in-cheek because Houston and they'll Pull some kind of rabbit out of a hat and be apparently they are now suitors for Sean Murphy, the Astros. Yeah, as well. I saw that as well. Yes. Yeah. So, so there's the next big piece of the puzzle is that the Guardians have been linked to Sean Murphy, uh, who no doubt will be traded this week, depending on who it is. You know, who knows? It's the seems to be down to like the Guardians, the Rays, the Cardinals, the Red Sox. I don't know if it's going to be this week because I've actually heard some reporters saying, you know, it would actually benefit the A's to kind of wait out some of these other, these free agent signings like Wilson Contreras. Once he's off the board, then some team, other teams might kind of enter the mix for Murphy and it could actually help drive the cost up even more. Yeah, it's possible. I mean, you know, the funny thing is like at the end of the day though, I don't know how much like, the cost can really go because like I I understand he's like one of the better defensive catchers and like one of the best offensive catchers, not a lot of teams value like pure offense at that position. And so, yeah. And yes, he would be available for, you'd get to keep him for three seasons, but like, we're not talking about like, if I'm the A's, it's like, let's just get this over with, but I get that viewpoint. Yeah. I don't, I don't think they're going to go into like the season with him. I'd be, pretty shocked if they did but i could see them holding out till right before i just think that like i think a lot of stuff's going to happen this week just based on the fact that you've got all these people once again like executives agents players finally all like back i i think i think if like because aaron judge is that'll be the big one is aaron judge will open the floodgates for like everything Oh yeah, because, yeah, that's a that's a huge domino. Once that once and, he falls, and he's down. I'm in, excited to see what that deal is going to go for. Well, if, dude, Trey, if, yeah, Trey Turner, if Trey Turner's getting 11 years at 30 years old, crazy. I saw that was like I, I was like, is he younger than I thought? And it's like, holy crap, no, they're going to have him when he's 41. I thought he was, I thought he was 27. I was like, no. okay, 11 years. I mean, he's going to suck the last couple, but, but yeah, suck that's the last like crazy. four. Yeah. Dude, the Phillies, I, I understand the Phillies made the World Series. The Phillies like, are in win it now mode. Like, but I, they are like, if there is a bet, they just will sign everybody. A, if there is a bet to pick a team that's going to finish third in their division, I would put all the money I have on the Phillies. Might still make a wild card, though. Yeah. They could. I'm yeah. They could still make a wild still card. Finish third. Um, I, I would still win that bet. So I saw an interesting Rough. stat. I got to double check if it's them. Never mind. It wasn't them. I'm, I'm, it's coming oh, back and, to me, and it's not them. Soothsayers, where did Degrom end up? Oh yes. Oh, as our crystal ball predicted, he ended up in the friendly kind confines of Globe Life Stadium. Unreal. I couldn't believe that when I saw that, that graphic. Was when such... you texted us, and then I, I saw the graphic on social media, it was like there there isn't an easier prediction in in the world. I mean, Amazing. it was a slam dunk that he was either going there or L.A. to the Angels. <laughs> yes. Like, you're right. All you the, know yeah, the those, Angels would attack on like a sixth teams. year. Yeah. yeah. I, mean, I am yeah. excited, though, of the Verlander to the Mets news. Like, that's that's a fun reunion with Scherzer. So that's... I will actually say this. Like, I'll say this about that signing. 
is the Mets actually are doing it in a way that I, I appreciate and like, and gives me actually some hope that like a guy like Bieber could be re-signed here is giving these older pitchers massive, massive, like two-year deals. Like if Verlander doesn't work out, what the hell do you care? You pay all it was was eighty million. It, it was right. a a, yeah. a nice experiment, and it's the same with Scherzer. And I mean, do I? I'd be, would I be kind of like pissing my pants a little bit if I was going in the next season with like a thirty-nine-year-old Justin Verlander, a thirty-seven-year-old Max Scherzer, a thirty-five-year-old Carlos Carrasco? Like, yes, yeah. But you bet from you bet your ass you would be. But from like a just like financial standpoint Again, that's i actually team, like and that's another team that's all in right now like they're just like they're shoving they're they're just shoving all the chips into the middle of the table and say to, hey yeah. whatever happens in the next two to three years cool if we get a world series title out of it awesome if we don't i mean if well, they stay healthy that is that is a, a beast of a of a pitching rotation if they stay healthy i mean that's that's the risk of older pitchers. I am happy he's off the Astros. I mean, yeah, obviously the Astros can still score eleven runs on you with like without breaking a sweat, but just taking an arm away, I'll I'll take it until yeah. tomorrow when they land somebody big. When they trade for Bieber, I'm just like, oh, never mind. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll say this with with regards to Verlander to the Mets, I can't wait until he has like a string of like three or four bad starts. The media turns on him. <laughs> yeah, they're going to lose their mind. They're going to be like, what the hell are we doing paying him $40 million a year? Blah, blah, blah. And all those, you know, rationally thinking Mets fans, you know, they, they won't overreact either. And then Kate Upton goes to Twitter, if she still remains on Twitter, and just starts MFing all of them. Like, that's oh, what yeah. I'm here for. Like, I want to see her stick up for her man. In the media, like she's done in the past, because she is hilarious. Like, I'm not even like I like some of the things she's posted in the past. Like, I'm like, yep, that that's some that's some quality stuff right there. Keep on keeping on. Oh, I'm a big yeah. I'm a uh, I'm a big fan of her, her like baseball acumen and like how yeah. into it she gets. She's, she's not she's a, a dummy. lot of fun. I mean, she she's she. she I, I mean, she's been with him for so long that she's. Obviously picked up a thing or two, but yeah, no, she's, she's pretty, pretty spot on usually. Yeah. So, um, let's see what else the guardians have also been connected. So here's the interesting one is, um, like most recently today they were connected in with, um, Christian Vasquez, who's a free agent catcher. Uh, speaking of the Houston Astros, he was traded to the Houston last season, mid season. Mm-hmm. Um, people probably say he's like the second best free agent catcher beyond behind Wilson Contreras. He's not, he's like great defensively and and handles the pitching staff really well. Um, Offensively, he's about league average. Um, He was literally at like a 99 OPS plus last year combined between Boston and Houston. Um, He has a, he has a career 85 OPS plus. I mean, you know, offensively, that would still, that would still represent an offensive upgrade though. Yeah, oh, that'd be that's, huge, <laughs> like huge boom for us. That's well. At that that's point, I would, at that point, no, I'd almost just be like, I, "Do we just re-sign Austin Hedges?" I guess. But the thinking, and, and I do wonder because now that our our boy Brian Reynolds, who we've talked about for ye- literally since the inception of this podcast, yeah, now that he has officially, officially, officially requested a trade to be saved out of Pittsburgh. I wonder if the guardians who have literally spent years trying to get him because that Paul Hoynes article that came out tonight had mentioned that they were desperately trying to get him in the 21 season. And then they opted to trade for Miles straw instead when they couldn't land him. They want him so bad. And I wonder if they're like, Hey, look, we'll take, we'll sign Christian Vasquez and use our prospect capital for Brian Reynolds. Like I would take that over Murphy in a second. I would love, that'd be great. Here's a trade that I just put together tonight too. to land Mr. Reynolds. Uh, 
Gabriel Arias, Chase DeLauder, who was our number one pick last year, Plesak, and Gavin Williams. Baseball yeah, trade values. That. Yeah, yeah baseball trade that's values that's has all our value going to Pittsburgh is a 56. Reynolds is a 59.9 overall. And it, the trade got accepted. Um, I I give him I some really other low think, low prospect. You get I mean, it's like you have some other. I don't know if I would. Like, I don't know if I would. For three seasons of Brian Reynolds, them, I would. That gives them a a potential front of the rotation pitcher if Gavin Williams pans out, and he's represented by Scott Boris now. So the sooner we can get rid of him before he's <laughs> owed money, like I'm all yeah. for it. Uh, Plesac is. You know, he's on his way out, but it gives him a major league ready pitcher. The louder, maybe he becomes Brian Reynolds in the future, but I mean, kid just got drafted out of high school and Arias provides them at least with someone who theoretically could play second or first base for them this year. Right. And they've been trying to find a first baseman and like that because I've been keeping tabs on the pirates. Like what are they? They got G-Man Choi now. Oh, and and San, uh, Slam Tana. Oh, man, now they're jam-packed at first. Yeah. Can you imagine if they were able to get Reynolds, they signed Vasque- Vasquez, and and got Bell? Dude, that would... Yes. Sign me up. Oh, my God. Sign me up. That would be, that would be a juicy-ass series against the Astros. Like, that's... Like, that's defensively, like... You're going one through eight with like a lot, like a really good lineup, and you can do so many creative things with that lineup. Well, too. adding Reynolds, at least in my mind, you slot him into right field. Yeah, oh, day one. Yeah, day one. Do you say Oscar? You're, like you're going to be our primary DH. You're going to get some playing time in the outfield. You can push probably like for, forty for rest day, forty five days, probably forty five games. Yeah. Um, Will Brennan would probably be like my like super utility outfielder, like, cause he can play anywhere. Um, and then, I mean, heck, even if you get Reynolds and Steve, I know, I mean, I know he's your boy, but like if straw struggles, you could just cut him loose or, or try to ship him off someplace. I mean, worst, I'm talking yeah. worst case scenario here now. Worst case that. scenario. Yeah. I am of the and belief. Then, yeah. I mean, I'm of the belief that that he'll, I think we saw rock bottom from him, but mm-hmm. I, I would agree that yeah, that yeah, no, I, I think last year was like, way. I think last year was his, you know, was a was the bottoming out, but I think he's he's obviously I think better than that. But three but guaranteed was, seasons, three guaranteed yeah. seasons of Brian yeah. Reynolds, and I think if you That's, go to him now and you, you say, have, hey, like we're gonna tack on because he's making like seven million dollars this year, it's like. Hey, we're gonna give you like sixteen mil a year. He's probably like, yeah. Pirates are gonna offer yeah. me one point six a year. Yeah, yeah you, can, like, you can extend him maybe two extra years. Yeah, two years, five years of him. I have a five, five, five years of prime Reynolds because he'd only be thirty two. Yeah, and at that point uh, you would. That point. I mean, in, in that point you would hope George Valara would would have come up by then. Noel, yeah, you got you guys, know, yeah. Yeah, you know, Gonzalez can shift back into the outfield or whatever. You know, there's so many things. And then if you get Bell on top of it, oh. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm starting to, like, I know nothing's happened. I'm, I'm definitely in the, like, m- mindset that I will be disappointed if we don't get two guys. And it doesn't necessarily have to be Reynolds. And like Murphy or like, you know, like I don't I don't want to use all of our capital for that. No. But but like a Vasquez would be like one guy, but then a like actual bat, a Bell or a Reynolds. Like it I, I just like this team is very close. I especially if Judge signs somewhere other than New York, suddenly New York's gonna take some steps back. And the Blue Jays just like I they're getting better. They still just like have never proven they can like really pull it all together, and they're in a much tougher division. Our division, I think, it's really going to come down to us and the White Sox. And just, I w- I would be disappointed if there aren't like 
several upgrades, especially because we very specifically know the areas that we need to upgrade. And there are very good options there that can be had for for trading or signing, but not signing for that much with like yeah. in the in the case of Bell. Like you're not gonna you're not gonna be offering him nineteen million a year. He'll probably sign for fourteen to seventeen. Yeah. And Bell so, we would only really or Haskins. Need... I mean well, yeah, we didn't even yeah, talk we... we didn't even talk on the Phillies <coughs> you know too much. Um now all of a sudden Hoskins is a possibility. Um yeah, there's I probably have a list of about 10 names at the various positions that I would love to see us acquire. And I think Fabs I'm with you too. If we don't get at least two of those guys, I'll be a little bummed out. Unless we bring Brian Shaw back to be our bullpen coach slash reliever. <laughs> oh yeah, baby. It's it, it just like like we because if you're not signing anybody, like your payroll is going to be less than it was last year. Uh, and I don't know about that. Or like it's going to be like or, pretty, it'll right be or, very very close. Right, yeah. and you now have minority owner. You got you got some playoff bucks, and last year was supposed to be like the rock bottom. So like. It, it, I think it would be a uh, a big slap in the face to to the fans with like how this team, how close this team was to making it to the to the uh, ALCS to just like not make any moves. Granted, it's super early, um, but I always like you know making a couple of trades before everybody else because then then yeah. a bidding war happens yeah, for a guy. Let, that don't you let don't the don't market want. dictate your price; you dictate it yeah. instead. Go get the guy that go get the guy that you want, yeah. which is which yeah. has been get the guy that you want. The funny thing, it's been Brian Reynolds for years now. So, yeah. to me, I, that one makes like Murphy was always one of those ones where I was like, it felt like the Guardians were doing it because they were sort of in a position of like they have to. Yeah, I don't necessarily even know that they have to with regards to Murphy, but it, I I always kind of took it as a we're in a position that we can. That's true. Like we have this good pro- catching prospect, but we also have all these other prospects that we won't need. And this guy's available. Let's go get him and kind of let our catching prospect ease his way in versus baptism by fire. But if they like, but if they were able to like, finally go get the guy that they've been like creaming their pants over for three seasons. I think that's the guy that they're going to get on the horn right away with like Pittsburgh and be yeah. like, get what? Oh yeah. Like, what no, I agree with take? that hundred percent. Like, what is yeah. it going to take? I would, I would abandon if it meant you could get Brian Reynolds, I'd abandon the talks with Oakland. Like I'm um, now. Immediately. And I wouldn't yes, be upset. Absolutely. I wouldn't even be upset because I'll even, I'll even throw another name out there that we haven't talked about, but the catcher that I'd really want over Murphy or, Vasquez or Wilson Contreras, which I know we've been quasi linked to him too a little bit, more so at the trade deadline. But I'd much rather go after um, Alejandro Kirk from the Blue Jays. Right. Well, also, um, Danny Jansen is is allegedly available. Oh, Jansen. Yeah, I mean, he's a little bit older, but I mean, because I like Kirk, because I was like, look, worst case scenario, Bo Niller comes and tears it up. Kirk's still young enough. Well, Danny Jansen, he's like 27 or 28. So, so he's 27. Here's the funny thing about Danny Jansen. He had a 141 OPS plus last year and about 215 at bats. He had a 105 OPS plus and 184 at bats 2021. Um he, I think he gets hurt a lot, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, he gets um, dinged up. But like, but like, dang! Last year he hit 260, 339 OBP, 15 homers, 44 ribbies, uh, 10 doubles, and that 141 OPS plus. Like, damn! I would double check. Tires, are you on his baseball? Are you on his baseball reference page? Yes. Take a look at how many games he caught. Because I know the Jays. Um, I mean, they had like three catchers up. Uh, where do you find that? I don't know where the hell that is. Just scroll further, or I can look it up. I guess. Oh, here it is. Should be. Um. So in 2022, it was basic. It was 60. 
63 games he appeared in at catcher. Okay. And he, he started was DHing like 58. for them. He DH'd for them a number of games too, I thought, and played some first base too. Yeah, it's like a handful each season. Oh, it was only a handful? Okay. Yeah. For some reason, I thought it was a little bit more. Yeah, it's pretty limited, but Okay. So here, so his his knock is that he like never has really caught a full season or even close. But I would certainly be willing to because they clearly, I mean, Kirk is fantastic. So you could say, hey, look, you know, we'll, we'll you know, we'll set, we'll give you something for Danny Jansen, and yeah, we'll roll the di- here's- if we traded for Frick, if we traded for Brian Reynolds, we'll roll the dice with Danny Jansen and Bo oh. Naylor to start the year. Uh, you know, it's and, like, um, figure it excuse out. me, we made a catching signing. We haven't even talked about the free agents that. that we've signed. Uh, they're always that so sad. <laughs> Thanks for bringing the mood down a little bit. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> hey, man, we said we signed. We had a two year deal. We just signed a yeah. two year minor league deal with Anthony Go so he can rehab. Yeah, it was a nice. It was That's a nice actually very nice the, of them. It was a nice move by the yeah. front office. And I knew well, they so it's a very nice to the ballpark and uh, enjoy game. some fireworks. We'll give you some popcorn. Hot dogs yes. you got to pay for. Um, Come on down to the know. Arizona training complex and watch Anthony goes throw three balls up against the fence and then walk away into a at warehouse. 105 miles an hour. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, you know, hey, look, I, the thing is like Fabs, what you're saying is like, they've been connected too much already to these players and they, there's too many options out there where Mm -hmm. like, I can't even conceive, I hopefully I don't eat this. I can't conceive of a world where they aren't like super active. I just can't. Yeah. Well, in a, um, Mandy Bell article, uh, Antonetti was talking about the catching situation. And he's like, it's a work in a pro it's a work in progress, but like our current position complicates things. And what he, and then he went to clarify, he's like, we're, we're in a competitive, like kind of win now mode. So like, I, that tells me like, that's, that's one of the first kind of vocal indicators that, okay, we've transitioned from rebuild. We are in win now mode. Yeah. We, we our window is open and the front office is officially declaring it, which I think is um, very important because it's one thing for us to say it, uh, but I, the front office is the one we actually need to say it. Well, then, and to do well, something then, about it. Well, then, sure, yeah. By, by whatever means necessary, go out and get Reynolds and get a Bell or a Mancini or a Hoskins at first and then go find a catcher. And you then can find when you're, one, yeah. And then when you're, when, and then when you're done with that, then then go find me a pitcher. I want a reunion with Corey Kluber. There, I said it. I would love that. I personally I would want like, a, if he was our fifth starter. I want a two-year reunion with Corey Kluber as our fifth starter. Yes, that'd be great. He's like he's a good clubhouse guy. And speaking of clubhouse guys, we're dr- drifting away from the Guardians real quick. Um, the White Sox continue to get worse by adding people. <laughs> uh, the addition of Mike Clevenger. That clubhouse is just like, I, I, I can't even like, we were talking before we started recording about how crazy that 2016 like Cavs clubhouse probably was. But Steve brought up the great point of, but they had LeBron who was a champion and the best in the world to tell people to shut the fuck up. The White Sox don't have that at all. And they have just a bunch of crazy ass people. <laughs> a part of me really wishes Tony La Russa did not retire. Oh my god, I that would have been because this would have driven him to retirement. Yeah. Oh my yeah. gosh, I'm I'm a, I'm, and I didn't ask you guys this question, but it was on my mind before. Did you guys hear his interview where he's like, "I want to stick it down their throats"? Yes, I did, and it sounded the the headline made it sound like he did it, preface yes, it by yes. saying like. I, I like the people there, but the Angels, he shit on them, which oh, was yeah. very funny. He's like, they gave me up for nothing. And the Guardians, there's a lot of good people there, but I want to shove it, the competitive side of it. But it was just like, I put, bring it on. Yeah. Bring it on, buddy. Well, the funny thing is, uh, the first matchup against the White Sox isn't until like May 16th. 
Oh, he'll be on the IL. He'll already be on the 60-day IL. Yeah. So, like, he's never going to shove it down our throat. I'm sorry. He'll be 20 days into his first IL stance. He'll he'll shove it down our throats as part of, like, a July 30th, like, like first start back from being (laughs) in, like, a rehab. rain out from, from May. This, like, poor bastard, you know, he'll exit. I feel so bad for him, but, like, in mid-April, he'll he'll exit a start with, like, forearm tightness, and we won't see him again until August. Yeah. Hold on a second. Let me let me look up one thing, because uh, I didn't actually even factor this into it, the equation, but we do face the White Sox in spring training on March 1st. That's only like four games into it, so you know he'd probably only pitch like an inning and some change. But then we also face him on March sixteenth, so maybe that's when he shoves it down our throat. He might, yeah. Is in spring training. In spring training, yeah. Like I mean, when they start to stretch him out a little bit, yeah, yeah. So maybe by mid March, he he shoves it down our throat for uh, three innings in spring training. Yeah, and all seven thousand hey. fans in attendance can can bear witness to it. <laughs> yeah, they can tell their right. grandkids. I was yeah. there. In I was spring there. Training. I will say, like, like, I, I, losing a Brayu probably is going to hurt the White Sox quite a bit because yeah. Yeah, now all of a sudden, now all of a sudden, you have to hope that like guys that have never been healthy like a day in their lives, yeah, have to carry the load. So like Aloy Jimenez, Luis Robert, Yuan Mankata, um, you also have to even hope Tim that- Anderson. You also have to hope that Mankata like learns how to play defense over the winter. That's the other thing. Yeah, that team is like they play a very, they do a couple things very specifically well, but they also get injured in those things they yeah. do well. And like it's not like they can rely. Oh, we have we're great defensively. Like the Guardians when they couldn't hit worth a shit, like they could they still at least have their defense to fall back on most nights. The White Sox, holy god, like do they not have that? And what's their pitching rotation like the, now? Well, that's the good, th- so. Yeah, that's the other thing. We, I, I, I know it's White like bad. I know it's not bad. Well, it's still but pretty like, darn good. They, they so lost- you got Dylan Cease. You've got Lance Lynn. Um, Michael Kopech when he comes back from injury. Clevenger. And um, I'm, I'm forgetting the other name in the rotation. Uh, mm-hmm. But it's pretty good. Second in, di- second in division. Yeah. Um, I mean, I would, I would, I would almost give it to the White Sox. Like, if it stays healthy, like I'd say that they probably have genuinely like proven. the best rotation. It's oh, uh, Lucas Giolito. More, oh, Giolito. That's right. Well, so if he I comes also back read that to today form, that they were shopping Liam Hendricks too. So Who I actually saw. Speaking of the AL Central, a very juicy tidbit that the Twins were shopping Luis Arias for a top pitcher. I saw that too. Which actually, if I'm them, that's actually pretty damn smart because, like, you think they'll take him for we could get him for police sec? <laughs> yeah, dude. Could yes. you imagine if you had a if you had a one two at the top of your order of like Stephen Kwan and Luis Arias? You'd score like six thousand runs. It'd be great. Oh God, I was thinking about that. I was like, the minute they said that, I was like, what? What would it take? To well, get you know there'd division. be a premium. I would say you know there'd be a premium in division. So <laughs> all right, fine. That, you got Aaron Savali too. Savali and Plesak. <laughs> you get both of them. Oh, oh you give yes. us Luis Arias. That's what. That's hey what the man. Luis Arias. He's just an average guy. Okay, I don't care if you won the batting title. <laughs> um, give me that dude at the top of the lineup with Stephen Kwan right now. That would be that'd be something. That'd be a baller lineup. Like you would then, just you, think about oh. that. Then you could shift that. And then you would be able to shift like Jimenez and Rosario down to like the six seven spot. Ugh. Maybe that'll be Will Brennan, or maybe even deeper. Maybe even deeper too. I'll be excited yeah. when we can start shifting Naylor down in the lineup. Like I love, I love his energy, but like if he's never in the. Th- three or four or even five hole. I will, I will be so excited. I'll take Bo in the five, six spot against the righty. Wait, Bo, You're talking Josh, Josh. Oh, I'm sorry, Josh, Josh, geez. Yeah. I'll take, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. I'll take him in the five spot. But yeah, yeah five, man. If he five like, six spot, God, yeah, like six six would be great. Like, only against righties. Him in as only against righties. Yeah, never against the lefty. The rest of his career. I'm sorry. Sorry, no, I love him. I love his energy. He is such a, a fun clubhouse dude. Like he's, I, I want him on our team. But like, I mean, th- that was. He's a legit. Like, he's a legit good player. Like he, he has, mm-hmm. he has, um, a, a value that you know, and and he can provide, uh, you know, adequate first base play, and hit twenty home runs. I mean. Just gotta stay healthy, and he is, he's pretty good in the clutch. Like, yeah. like I think he is he is a like psycho clutch gene, which I like him and like Ramirez. <laughs> psycho and Quan, I mean, gene. Quan, Quan, that was like the thing I got the tingles with Quan is like Quan seems to be one of those dudes where it's just like the the situation like when he was doing good in the postseason, it was like okay, this guy like. He's like different. Unfazed. Like he's he's just rookie. like unfazed. He's just very even keeled, it seems. It gets me excited. If you have like three or four of those guys, like you can make a run. Like that was that that 2016 team, we didn't have a lot of those guys. And like Lindor was semi one of those guys, like some nights. Uh, but we, we like when he stayed awake. Those, yeah, when you say like the Astros have like a bunch of those guys. Yeah. The Astros have like six of those guys. Yeah. The Astros just really do. Dudes. They're, just, they're just Pesky hitters, never give yeah. you, never given up in a bat, and, and and they added a Brayu who fits that mold perfectly Dude, as know. well. That team is, I, I they annoy me, but that team is so fucking good. Like, well, and I mean, it's a I, hell of a I, dynasty they built. I, I mean, yeah. they're they're doing things, a lot of things that we're trying to do too. They That's just, the mo- they're actually, I mean, they're the model that the Guardians are really trying to follow. Yeah, is like they. They just have a little bit the, more money, and the and the Astros will probably by the end of it all have had like a pretty good like near decade run, I would say. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, it I started think in 2017. I say I think their down yeah, years right. are going to be like Guardians down years, where they're like an 80 win ball club. You know, injuries just you know just derailed the season. It is what it is. They they finished. Somehow still second in that division because let's be honest, who in that division is going to rise? That's besides thing, dude, maybe the, the Mariners. Our division's been bad, but at least the Twins and White Sox have been like decent over the last decade. That division's been really bad for a really long time. Like yeah. the Mariners haven't been good forever. The Rangers haven't been good since like those two thousand. Nine, ten teams. Yeah. Um, like I, I don't. The Angels are always injured. Never have pitching. Last time um, the Angels were good is when the Rally Monkey was making appearances. I love the Rally Monkey. <laughs> it's a great. It's a great thing. <laughs> and before and that, it was the Angels in the it's outfield. Like, it's so like consumer driven. It's just like we're gonna make something and tell you it's a thing. And it's like you're yeah. right. We love. Yeah. It. <laughs> I must. This have seems it. totally organic. I want to buy it. I have a Rally Monkey. It's great. <laughs> do they still sell those you're like way? uh you're like wearing yeah, the glasses years in, ago you're wearing the glasses in like they live where, yeah. where <laughs> when he takes them off and it just says like consume <laughs> yes <laughs> nice <laughs> well next but, time I mean, I'm- yeah, you're right though the astros by by the end of it it'll probably be 10 to 12 years and they'll probably win one or two more world series easily and yeah that's that's pretty they'll be the yankees of this decade guardians just need to get over the hump man i mean i saw give me one give me one please i saw some crazy stuff like we all know like we all know that they are i think the fourth highest amount of wins in baseball over the last decade give me a second uh, i just i just retweeted that but that was making its rounds the, so that one was in, that one was like, okay, great. I've heard that one like a million times. The one that got to me that I was just like, holy God. Um, here, let me find it really quick. So, yeah, um, the Guardians are number four since 2013 in wins with 845. The teams above them. Yankees. Are the Cardinals at 848. The Yankees at 858. And the Dodgers at nine thirty one. 
Still more right wins than the us, Astros, baby. Right behind us are the Astros at 832. Yeah. Okay, so we've we've kind of heard that before. Here's the one that got me just like blown away. Uh, Codify Baseball did this chart where it was um, the uh, 25-year look at OPS plus versus ERA plus. So they did a oh. they did a graph between the two. And so basically what you were looking at was like what franchises had the highest cumulative yeah. of both, right? Over a 25 yeah. year period since major league baseball went to 30 teams 25 years ago. Here are your top teams in that span. The Yankees, Boston, and your Cleveland Guardians. Those are your top three. Wow. Cumulative OPS plus ERA plus teams. The Guardians have uh, OPS plus wise. They have like crazy enough, like one of the higher ones. Like it's pretty nuts. Like they've, they are not as bad. They, I mean, and 25 years ago goes back to those teams of the nineties like those last few years of the nineties. So like yeah, you're, you're touching on like 98, 99, you, you're still getting, you're getting like some yeah. Manny Ramirez years in there yeah. and stuff. But that still goes to show you that like when people piss and moan about this franchise, there are only statistically technically from that chart, two teams that have been better than the than Cleveland, like in terms of consistency over 25 well, years. I mean, we, we've said it time and time again. In our lifetime, we've really been spoiled. Because, yeah, when we were young, you know, it was the, the waning days of Municipal Stadium, and they weren't that great until 93 when they started showing some, you know, some signs of life. And then Jacobs Field opens, and we all know what happened there. And then from like 94 until like 02, we ran the, you know, we ran the AL Central basically. And yep. then, yeah, the Eric Wedge years had some ups and downs. And the Maniacta years, we all have uh, tried to forget as best as possible. But really, there's from probably about, let's say, 94 till now. So we're, I mean, we're going on 30 years. There's You're talking about a handful of, yeah, handful of bad six, seasons? Six, seven years, maybe at most. Yeah. Like, I'd have to, I'll, I'll have to go back and look, but like, yeah. That stat's awesome, but it's just also like so depressing because those other two teams yeah. have eight titles between them. <laughs> right, yeah, right. Yeah. So, of course, and you want to know the, the other funny thing, too, dude, is like the, the other team right under, Cleveland is St. Louis, and of course they've won multiple titles. Yeah. They've won two. Yeah. The only other, the only other team under the next closest team, the like fifth team there is Toronto. In terms okay. of like the higher, so like it, it's crazy. Um, you know, to see those, to, to just see those averages as high as they are. Like Cleveland has like a one hundred two OPS plus over 25 years and a one Oh like four ERA plus. Oh, wow. That's over the course of 25 years. Yeah. So it kind of like, I mean, the Yankees are just like in another stratosphere. I mean, they're just like off the chart. Um, and Boston's pretty damn high up there too, but like Cleveland's right there, man. I mean, then you go and look at like, you know, you look at like, these other teams that are way down there. I mean, Pittsburgh, my God, you want to know, you want to know how bad it is to be a Pittsburgh fan over 25 years. Pittsburgh has a 90 OPS plus and like a 96 ERA plus. Okay. Um, over, over those 25 years, that's sick. That is. I would say quickly, I did go back through, uh, to the 94 season. The Indians and Guardians have had eight seasons since 94 where they were below 500. So, With nothing to show for it. 
<laughs> what a what a I get yeah. it. I mean I I you know it's yeah, like Yeah, I mean we were one freaking game away in 07 from getting to the World Series and probably having our way with the Rockies and getting a title there and stupid rain delay in 16 and you know yep. and, and then running into the Astros yeah, ninety-seven as well. I mean, we had our chances. Sucks. Well, yeah. I mean, you when you go back and look, even at like the twenty seventeen and eighteen, I can't remember which rotation was better, but like probably seventeen. Like, I think it was seventeen. The Guardians had the Guardians had like an all-time best pitching rotation in twenty seventeen. Yeah, and they just farted it away in that in that ALDS. It's like. What, what can had, you do? Like, what, what more they can had you do? Five starters reached double-digit wins that season. Jesus. Mike Clevenger was your fifth starter. Like, prime Mike Clevenger, too. He was 12-6 and six that season in, in 2017. I mean, Jeez. Josh Tomlin had 10 wins. It's crazy. Yeah. I'm looking at like, I mean, you had still Corey Danny Kluber Salazar. Two, yeah, he dude made 19 Are starts that year. Yeah. Danny Salazar. <laughs> I mean, you're yeah, talking Carrasco, like, and look at the bullpen. Bauer, I mean, Kluber. The bullpen that year was Cody Allen, Brian Shaw, Andrew Miller, Dan Otero, like, and Nick Goody. Nick Goody, like a murderer's row. McAllister wasn't terrible that year either. Dude, you didn't have a bullpen arm. Here's the crazy thing, man. Okay, so you talk about you add McAllister to the mix. You did not that year among those six relievers have a reliever with an, an ERA plus under 130. Every yeah. single reliever was 30% <laughs> or more better. <laughs> it's like, well, oh and here's my the other thing, God. too. Here's the other thing, too, of the six guys who got, you know, a, a good number of starts, right? Taking, you know, there's a couple other guys who got some starts in there. Ryan Merritt had four starts. Actually, shoot. He was the only other guy who had starts. Okay, so there were six guys who had almost 20 starts each. Danny Salazar didn't hit that plateau. He only had 19. But of those six... Talking about ERA plus, Josh Tomlin had a 92 ERA plus. Everyone else, Below it, at least 107. Yeah. At least. Unbelievable. And like you said, Kluber, 202. Jesus. Oh. Just bring him home. Bring him home. Yeah. Yeah. We got we to bring him back. Let him retire as a guardian. Man, Put him up oh, in the man. Hall of Fame. What a year! I mean, even make, when you look he'll at he'll like, make our Hall of Fame. He might not make the major. Dude, how baseball fun Hall would fame. it be? Yeah, how fun would it be if he was like our fourth or fifth starter, dude? And he just like he had like a vintage like sixteen and eight year, uh, dude. I don't even need that. Give me Corey Kluber from last year with a better ERA. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Like, I mean, he did better than what Plesac was throwing. Jesus Christ! I mean, he he pitched. Last season, he started 31 games, pitching 164. If I could get innings. 31 starts out of him this year, if I could get 31 starts out of him this year in a sub four ERA, maybe I, I would love it. I'll say, let's go back. Okay, so in 2021, he had a 3.83 ERA with the Yankees and 16 starts. If you can match that ERA, you know, and his he only pitched 80 innings that season, 74 hits. But he had 82 strikeouts. You know, the strikeouts to innings pitched, the, that ratio dropped last year. The hits went up. So, I mean, his war or his, um, his whip did rise last season. But yeah, but his FIP, his, he actually, his FIP, his FIP was FIP lower actually than dropped. Last yeah, his FIP yeah. dropped. That's, that's the crazy I, thing. If I'm anything, if anything, he was a tad unlucky last year and probably should have had a sub yeah. four ERA. So I, Man, I would. I'd, I'd bring him back. He's going to be 37 next year. Two-year deal. Also, like, the Rays Park is less of a pitcher's park than than Progressive. Um, Give me one second. 
I believe that's correct. That, that does hold true to what I've. Uh, well, you're not playing in the elements. They're multi-year. They're multi-year rankings. Is it does look like it favors hitters slightly more, slightly. Uh, but they're both under 100 according to Baseball Reference, 95 and 93 respectively. So, so if Corey Kluber pitches two more seasons with us, he that'd be a 14 year career. Uh, his Hall of Fame case gets stronger. Yeah, and even like okay, so even if he goes twelve and six each of those years, right? Make, that, you can make it worse. Make it like twelve and ten, twelve and eight. Okay, it's like a hundred, hundred and fifty wins. Not that that really matters. Twenty-five. I mean, if he can get up to one forty, one fifty, like two Cy Youngs, because no one's getting. No one's, no one's getting up near the, 150, 200. No one's going to get 200 wins. Well, he kind of becomes our era like Elbert Bell, where Elbert Bell was dominant for 10 years. And we saw what happened with him. Mm-hmm. He yeah. Um, I mean, did, we, like, no did we find out how many no wins Bell Albert Bell? Uh, last I saw, he he got like a handful. They Damn. like one or two. Well, did you see the? But did did you see like who was on that committee? No, it was like Greg Maddox, um, Jack well, it's, Morris, it's like, like guys that and like probably now. hate. Yeah, I, it looked like a bunch of people who like probably hate would have hated Albert Bell's guts. Yeah, the funny thing is that that committee changes every round, so. Mm. If he's back in it again, it'll be a totally different group of people. He won't. Bonds, Clemens, they're all out. That was it's like a one Wait. done. No, you get another shot. Do you? I didn't think you did. I th- I don't think it's like the Hall of Fame ballot where like you're one and done if you don't hit a threshold. I think you can get nominated again. It's just like you get pushed out because now there will be another crop of contemporary era guys. I don't think it's one and done. Hold on. Cause I was reading that like, Oh, Bell's next chance will be 2025, but maybe I'm wrong. Cause McGriff, there's no way that would have been the only time McGriff would have been on it. Maybe it was, I don't know. My favorite. So like you talked about um, longevity and you were talking about like a 10 year sample. My favorite, like, uh, small sample, crazy output is Sandy Koufax. Oh yeah. So he had 165 career wins, career ERA 2.76. He won one, two, three Cy Youngs. He was an MVP. Um. So of that 165, in his six best seasons, guess how many of those 165 wins he got in those six best seasons? Oh man! How many wins? Yeah, of it of those, like like a hundred of them. (laughs) So he played twelve more. So so he played twelve seasons. So his six productive seasons, which were his age twenty five to thirty, and then he retired. He got a hundred and twenty seven of his one sixty five wins in those last six seasons of his career. I was going to say like 120 yeah. of those. <laughs> averaging averaging his, over 21 wins a season. Yeah, his first six years, very average. My his God. best year, he was wow. He was 11 and 11 with a 4.48 ERA. Why am I He's stupid? Like, why did he retire? Did, did I? Why did he retire at 30? I have no idea. I don't. I don't know enough about him. I don't. Know, I, I, I don't know enough I, about Sandy Koufax. Cause like, holy cow, <laughs> I had yeah. no idea. Yeah. Like he was so good for like six years. He was just, he was like 30 years crazy. old. He was 30 years old, had a 173 ERA in 1966 and won 27 games. It was just like, I'm good. I'll see you. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> he, second in MVP voting. And he was a Cy Young. He won Chronic the Cy Young. arthritis. Wow. Oh, okay. Okay. 
man, if he is, if he was a guy pitching today, like he'd have another decade on his career. Like that's a guy who's like a clear cut case of they just, they were just like, Oh, sore arm, get your ass back out there. Yeah. I mean, much different time when he played, man, crazy fifties and sixties. Yeah. So, and he won those three Cy Youngs in three of his last four seasons. Speaking of, I I do love that, uh, and we can kind of wrap things up here. I do love that Clayton Kershaw's back again for another. He's only the funny thing too is he's only thirty four. Are you kidding me? I thought that he was like forty five. Yeah, no, that's he's a guy that I think might only. He's a guy I think might only do like this year and next. He he doesn't have that Verlander kind of like. I'm going to keep it going until my arm falls. That dog in him. See, I like that about Verlander. I got to admit. I, I love it. Oh, like, I respect yeah, the it's, heck it's out of it. Yeah, I, I totally respect that out of him. I like it because it's like a Pedro. Like it's there's like him and Scherzer are like. Well, it. see that's dude. See that's the thing is like him and Scherzer both have it, so it's cool that they're going to be back in like the same city again playing because like they are both just like psychos, just yeah. total maniacs. And I, I'm glad it's not with the Tigers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Go, go do it in the NL East. Win a World Series. <laughs> yeah. Go do it in the NL East. Get the hell out of here. Well. <laughs> Somehow something will tells me that the Mets still won't make it to the World Series. Like, well, yeah, it's the Mets. That's the only thing working like, against those guys. We can have all the money in the world, as they do, and um, it just just isn't there. The uh, Mets are always going to met. Not not in their not in their stars. Nope. Um. All right. Dude, I didn't realize Kershaw's only three wins away from two hundred. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, here's 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 your prediction. Here's a prediction for you. Is all right. So you think he's he's got a couple more years left? He'll be like thirty six or whatever. You know where his you know where his um home is during the off season. Mm-hmm. It's right no. near Arlington, Texas. Mm-hmm. So, oh mama, what I envision happening? That's where he grew up. Is when he's when he's oh that's right yes. So when he's about thirty seven years old. I think a four-year deal is is coming from oh, <laughs> the Texas no. Rangers. No, <laughs> and I think oh they're going to try God. for their own big rotation of Jacob uh, Degrom and like Clayton Kershaw. Two years of two years of Degrom and and Kershaw together, uh, or something like that. At the ripe old ages, utterly of, uh, utterly cursed, thirty-seven team. and like. Oh God. Oh that's what God. I think. Okay, so, amazing. So, okay, but before we leave, I, I don't wanted to like throw this out there. Speaking of Degrom, and that's a great way to end um, our our <coughs> piling on of them. We've gone over it time and time again how well the Guardians organization is at identifying pitching talent and identifying middle infielders. How? Have the Rangers and Angels, and maybe this maybe this can't be answered. How have they not decided to like go? Hey, this isn't working. Whatever we're doing is not working. We need to next year's draft class draft twenty college arms and hope that six of them pan out in some form. How have they not taken a look around the landscape of Major League Baseball and seen the errors of their ways? Because you need this balance in the league. You need, in the NFL, you have the Browns and the Lions. And for a long time, the Bengals, who like couldn't figure out, needed to build in the out, trenches. Couldn't, couldn't get out their way of a, of a brown paper bag. Yes. Right. In, in basketball, in NBA, you had... Um, the Pistons and uh, the Sacramento Kings uh, and and uh, uh, the Timberwolves for a long time. Cavs before LeBron, out, like what you needed. Yeah, you just couldn't figure it out. The Cavs before LeBron, and in baseball, you need these teams. You need the Pirates and the Diamondbacks and the Rangers who can't figure out that drafting college ready arms is a great way for you to develop and to just sometimes and. And this is what annoys me in the NFL too. Sometimes it's okay to just use an entire draft to 
to get good on one side of the ball. Yeah. It, you're, you're, you're never going to like, if you're not a team that is like a position or two away, you're never going to be able to do it in like the NFL or baseball in one off season. So you just, just focus on one, whatever, whatever, if you have nothing, okay. Everyone's saying this is a really great offensive line draft and receiver draft. Amazing. That's all we're going to draft. Like, let's just yeah. focus on that. Get really good at that one thing. Then next year, focus on defensive line, focus on your secondary. And then you've drafted so many guys. Some of them are probably going to hit yeah. because after a decade, if what you're doing isn't working, like you're clearly doing something wrong. Yeah. It just baffles me that they're going after these guys in their mid thirties to like, he's the answer. I mean, I guess I'm like I, as annoyed as I yeah. get with the Dolans not spending money. I'd rather not spend money than like well, us use all of our free agent money for years to come on Degrom. And that's the perfect like those are the t- kinds of deals where I'm like, when people on on Twitter are, and, and and you know that they're not the fans showing up to games on a Tuesday in April. These these totally. guys are the the opening day crowd and uh, once or twice in the summer. You know, they're they're there to be seen more so. They don't understand baseball as others do. And they're like, well, DeGrom was available. Why didn't we go get him? Well, because right. the guy's 35 freaking years old. Do you know how many 35-year-olds year old, are productive? Like, Well, I can't yeah, remember the last DeGrom, full season he pitched. Yeah, he might have a great season this year. He might have a great season next year. But I guarantee you, he will not have five good seasons. And Steve, you just Correct. said, yeah, when was the last time he was healthy for a full season? Right. I mean, it, 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 like, those well, are the it, fans. The part of it is, like, part of it is some teams, like, the Angels especially, are, like, a leaking ship in that when they try to plug one hole, four more pop up. Oh, yeah. Because Honestly, they've actually started to, like, they've got some young pitching now. Mm-hmm. Like, their rotation actually, like, statistically was not terrible last year but now they're like oh shit we don't have anybody beyond mike trout and shohei otani now in the lineup and taylor they would Ward, almost be, i guess they would almost be better off trading both of those guys do it they there's, a world, there's a world where if they trade them this offseason the prospect hall alone would like probably vault them to like a top three system oh yeah and if they and it's and hard I mean, even if they got like two replacement players to play the field in three years, like you said, that pitching rotation wasn't actually half bad. You're right. Um, but my goodness the, gracious. I'm looking like, at the Rangers. The Rangers rotation is terrible. They have one guy, Martin Perez, is the only one I'd want to keep on that. And who did and they so sign like, from okay, the Rockies? What are you doing? Well, who did, was it Kyle Freeland? I thought so, yeah. It's was just it? like, like the ground him out great, of like the, uh, uh, Colorado might be good, but I thought he had some weird splits where he was actually better at home or am I getting it? Uh, he maybe? was. Yeah, I think he was. Yeah. There was like the Rockies as much one. as I, I wouldn't want the guardians to get oh, John Gray. It was John like, Gray. That's who they signed. John Gray. Okay. But yeah. Yeah. John Gray. He was last year. What was he? Seven and seven sub four ERA. But yeah, adding Degrom to that rotation, like you're, the team's not ready for the playoffs. That's no. just like, no. we have a name. You guys know who he is. Come spend your money to watch him as he fades away. I'm ticked off because I have a wedding in Tampa, <laughs> and the Rays or the Rays are playing the Rangers that weekend. And now the Rays are probably going to use that to to their advantage and jack up prices that weekend if Degrom's still healthy. You're right. Yeah. They, they didn't. They didn't take in the little guy when they made that move. Yeah, they didn't consider you. No, no, they didn't. You I'm should really just upset. buy tickets now on StubHub for like four dollars, and then just <laughs> sit on them. Sit hope, on them, baby. Sit them, on yeah, them. hope one of them is from the ground. <laughs> sit on them. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Next time we talk, hopefully something will have happened. We got we got the winter meetings this week, so the, it's going to be busy. I guarantee you something will happen. 
whether it be rule five, that that was something else I heard that uh, somebody was predicting on Twitter. They were like, don't be surprised if the Guardians made a move before the rule five draft, freed up a roster spot and like took somebody in the rule five draft to kind of um, recoup some uh, prospect capital. A little like, Trevor Steffen special. A little Trevor Steffen special, baby. There's some yeah, hey. there's some names out there for the Rule 5 draft. I would yeah. not be upset with us. You know, there's a couple guys. Like I said, there's a couple guys out there that uh, Major League Baseball has been uh, putting out their lists of who could get taken. Okay. All right. Well, we shall see. It should be an exciting week. Um, we'll be back to talk about whatever the hell happens uh, and when it happens. Uh, but until then... Uh, Stay up with us on social at CalPinoPod uh, for as long as Twitter still exists. And uh, rate, review, subscribe. Um, that always is the biggest win of all for us, and we really appreciate it. And uh, until we talk to you again, see you guys later.